Health Matters. Your body, your choice, your life. You're listening to my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. I'm hoping you have a, you're having a fabulous week so far. And uh, uh, good day. Hoping that you're staying warm wherever you are. We're getting into winter now, so you best be prepared. This is um, Health Matters every single Thursday from 8.30 through to 9 o'clock. 0731-168045 is our WhatsApp. And um, you can use this platform to comment. Now, uh, today's program is uh, brought to you in association with the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. And uh, joining me for today's conversation on maternal health is uh, program's lawyer uh, for Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights, um, Idirai She Chikomba. Uh, welcome, Idirai. Thank you for having me. Good evening, listeners. And uh, also uh, with us is uh, Tinomuda Shoko, who happens to be the litigation manager. Uh, Tinomuda Shoko, welcome. Thank you for having me and good evening, listeners. Now, again, the number to use if you have any questions whatsoever is 0731-168-045. Now, maternal health refers to the health of women during pregnancy, childbirth, and the postnatal period. Now, each stage should be a positive experience, ensuring women and their babies reach their full potential for health and well-being. And so, this is what we're going to be talking about. Now, um, if you could uh, please um, first start off by telling us uh, what the right to health entails here in Zimbabwe. Okay, thank you. Um, The right to health uh, is envisaged in Section 76 of the Constitution of Zimbabwe. Uh, It outlines that every citizen and permanent resident of Zimbabwe has the right to have access to basic uh, the key word there being basic health care services, including reproductive health care services. So that is uh, in terms of Section 76, Subsection 1 of the Constitution. So the section also uh, outlines that uh, persons with chronic illnesses also have a right to uh, basic health care services for that particular chronic illness. So essentially that's what uh, our right to health in terms of the Constitution of Zimbabwe uh, so what does this really mean when, when they say we have the right to this? What, what does it mean? Um, it means that uh, and by basic, they mean that uh, you have uh, a right to preventive care, uh, emergency care, inpatient and outpatient uh, hospital and physical care, diagnostic, uh, laboratory or diagnostic and therapeutic radiological services. Essentially, that's what basic healthcare services entail. So when they say that you have a right to, to basic healthcare, essentially they are saying that um, theoretically this is what you should be able to get uh, when you want the right to health. Okay, uh, so because you know, uh, when you look at the right to something, sometimes you may think that uh, you know, when you have a right to something, it, it means that you should be it should be easily accessible, right? Yes, should should yes, it also uh, be uh, free, or it, does it mean that it should be um, re- affordable? So, so what what exactly does that mean? Um, if you look at uh, Section 76, uh, subsection 4, uh, it stipulates that uh, the right is accessible 
um, let me read the section for you. Uh, it says uh, the state must take reasonable legislative and other measures within the limits of the resources available to it. So that uh, particular phrase now is the challenge in that uh, theoretically it should be uh, accessible freely, but because the, the, the constitution then outlines that um, within the limits of the resources available to it, so you realize that sometimes it's not uh, clear-cut that it could be free. Uh, we know that there are programs where the, uh, the state says maybe if you are to go to a hospital, maybe for children below the age of five years, they may be able to get health care services without uh, making any payments. But it, it, it applies only to a certain group of people. It's not wholesome. So that particular phrase uh, is the one that then poses a challenge. Now, if you're just tuning in and joining us, this is Health Matters. And uh, today's program brought to you in association with the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. And today we're looking at maternal health. And uh, with me um, is Idirai Shechikoma and Tinomuda Shoko, both uh, from the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. If you have any questions, 0731168045. Now, looking at what we've just talked about, what is the right to maternal health in light of the definition uh, that you've just given us? Okay. So, as I've indicated, that... um the right stipulates that uh, uh, every citizen and a permanent resident of Zimbabwe has a right to have uh, a basic uh, health care services. So in light of the definition that I gave of basic health care services, the right to my maternal health falls under that particular branch. We don't really have a particular right to maternal health uh, specifically stipulated in those terms in the Constitution, but then it falls under the basic health care services. Okay. And um, is it a constitutionally enshrined right? And if it is, to what extent? And what are the limits? Are there limits? Yes. So, um, as I've just outlined, uh, it's not clearly stipulated that there is a right to maternal health, but by virtue of it being part of basic uh, health care services, it then falls under the ambit of the right to health care. So in that regard, indeed, there are limitations. If you look at um, Section uh, 86 of the Constitution, Section 86 of the Constitution is what we term the limitation clause. So uh, Subsection 2, B of that particular section, says that rights can be limited uh, in terms of a law of general application. So there are aspects in which a law can be limited uh, under uh, if it's in in the interest of uh, uh, defense, um, public safety, public health, regional or town planning or the general public interest. So indeed, there are limits. Let's take, for instance, uh, the issue of public health or public safety. We know that we are currently uh, in the middle of a, of a pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, you will realize that sometimes the limitations may be stretched in that you will be told that uh, clinics are probably not taking um, 
certain individuals because they are now oversubscribed. So they can use the aspect that uh, because of public health or because of public safety, we are trying to, to limit the number of people that can come to clinics to access that maternal health care services. I'm sure Chino is going to, to address this, but there is a particular uh, case that we handled last year where several polyclinics in Harare were closed uh, uh, on the basis that uh, there were no nurses to give um, maternal health care services to expectant mothers. And this was attributed to the pandemic because of COVID-19. There were no nurses and as such, the right then to uh, to access those maternal health care services became limited. So as, as well, I mentioned that um, a section a 76 subsection 4 says uh, the state uh, can put legislative measures, but only within the resources available to it. So that particular phrase in itself is a limiting aspect in that certain things can be done for citizens to access uh, maternal health care services, but only if the state has those resources to avail that particular service. So those are some of the limits uh, that are then uh, curb uh, citizens from uh, accessing the, the right to, to health and the right to maternal health care services. Thank you very much, um, Idiraishi. Now, as a woman and as a lawyer, do you think uh, that the right to maternal health should be enshrined in the Constitution? Yes, I, I believe that it would be particularly important uh, for, for at least that particular right. Uh, I understand that maybe even the right to life could have a, a bearing on that because with maternal health care services, uh, it, it's not only your life that, that, that you're having to, to cater for, but it's the life of your unborn child. So the right to life or the right to health do not cut it. They, 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 don't, uh, they do not cover the, the basics of, of what the the right to maternal health care services. There is a lot that is required um, as far as, as maternal health is concerned. So I think it, it really is necessary for that particular right to maybe be uh, stipulated on its own and uh, for, for, for the, the state maybe to, to, to have provisions where um, uh, there is a commitment of, of what that right uh, entails and what people can access in terms of, of that particular right. That's what I think. I absolutely agree. Now, um, what has the government done to ensure that women enjoy the right to maternal health? Um, okay. Um, the government of Zimbabwe has made um, efforts to create um, enabling environment through policies and um, the government has actually ratified and is a party to several international and regional conventions that address the issues relating to maternal health. And uh, this include even the, the Maputo Plan of Action and um, the Millennium Declaration. But um, over and above these, there are actually programs that are being implemented um, to improve access to maternal health care. And I'll speak of the Zimbabwe's Urban Voucher Program, which is a result of the results-based financing program, which seeks to assist mothers to gain access 
to health services that they wouldn't afford. So this program, um, initially when it, 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 it was started, it was just targeting urban areas, and, but now it is targeting, targeting even rural areas and uh, mainly rural clinics and uh, targeting those with low incomes and um, in, in Arari in particular, Mbare, Sunningdale and Wobbly. And the qualification that is there is just that a woman has to be poor and um, the, the, the beneficiaries of that program, they are, um, they are picked through the community health workers that assist in selecting these women. So economic um, status is the key factor that is considered. And um, they use what they call the poverty grading tool, which is administered and the voucher that is given to that particular person is verified upon production. And um, this program is not wholly funded by the government. It is funded by the World Bank and uh, it's provided um, to selected clinics. So um, the question, therefore, is, is it sufficient? Does it suffice to provide the basic, the, the, the right to, to basic health care and the basic um, right that anyone who is seeking maternal health care should get? Uh, as I stated, that if you, you notice, these are programs that the government is yeah, is, is taking is, is participating, but they are funded by NGOs. So it means that um, it is not wholly funded by the government and the NGOs that that um, are, are also partnering with this. Maybe it's not it's, it's not a guaranteed program where it it is it, it is it is continued. So the question around sustainability, is it able to then sustain uh, or even continue even after um, the particular donor has has left? So I think uh, the major problem is the health systems and the health centers are unequipped to handle even those basic needs that are supposed to be provided for by the Constitution. And um, the issue around quality itself, is it consistent with... with, with um, with the basic, um, the international basic um, healthcare standard that that women's needs require, and um, the other challenge is we don't have um, a prioritization of maternal healthcare when it comes to funding, which therefore then has a major impact on um, on maternal healthcare. Um, so um, what we must um, agree is inasmuch as the government is a signatory to a number of important instruments that create an enabling environment for delivery of maternal um, and neonatal um, child care services, the truth is what is being delivered on the ground um, is lacking and does not measure to the standard of the conventions and the policies that we have put in place as a country. And I'm sure the government can do more to show that they are really committed to providing um, maternal health care and making sure that there is the realization that the basic, um, the right to basic health care fully covers maternal health care as well. You know, from um, everything else that you just said, there, thank you very much, Tino. Um, the selection process also for me just really hit me hard because if every woman has a right to it, but then we are selecting 
and we are in this place where our economy is not too good so uh if 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 it's it's for the poor uh you know that it it covers a lot of us in there so how poor is this poor unfortunately this like i indicated this is based on a tool that has been designed by those that are providing for the program because like you said if you check at at the at our current economy the major providers of maternal health care are private hospitals which is way above the reach of many so then if programs come in they're only targeting those that are that are actually um um picked and selected by community health workers it means the majority of women who deserve these services they cannot even access it cannot even cover even a third or a quarter of 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 the women who are in need of 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 of, of maternal health care so literally it's is there yes we should we, we we should be grateful but it's equal to nothing it's not enough Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five is our WhatsApp, and this is Health Matters, brought to you in association with the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. And I've just been uh, having a chat there with uh, Tinomula Shoko, who happens to be a litigation manager uh, with uh, the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. And with us also is uh, Idiraishe Chikomba, who's a programs lawyer. And we're talking about maternal health. This is a very, very important topic. And, you know, I know a lot of us have heard stories. We know, we know people. We know relatives. But the next thing, there's a funeral. There are all sorts of complications. So many things can go wrong, uh, you know, when somebody is expecting. And it's very important uh, that uh, we all get, um, you know, health services. Uh, because to check on the baby and even after the baby is born, to check on, uh, you know, how the baby is doing outside the womb. So... As as Zimbabwe lawyers for human rights, have you ever had to deal with any cases uh, that have to do with uh, maternal health? Yes, uh, as as Zimbabwe lawyers for human rights, we have dealt with uh, cases uh, relate that we are addressing around the right to maternal health, and I think I'll just pick up two. The first one. Um, uh, is the case of Melody Mapani and Orange Katumbe versus City of Harare, and um, there are several other parties there. There was the Harare City Council, the local government, and the Minister of Health and the Finance uh, Minister that were cited as respondents in that case. Um, in June 2020, the City of Harare closed all its 42 clinics that uh, had. Um, after nurses had walked out uh, over poor salaries and the lack of um, personal protective equipment. So this was more of uh, an action um, against the, their employers that we could not continue working since it was in the, in the COVID, um, at the peak of the COVID-19. So they had downed their tools and um, all the clinics were closed. So Melody and Orange were, 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 were expecting and they approached the clinics when they, when, the, when, when they were in labor. Unfortunately, they were turned away and um, they, 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 they resulting in, in, in their babies dying. So they approached us um, to try and get an order to get these clinics opened. But the main argument in, 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 this, in this case 
was that um, the closure of clinics from June to October was the cause that these two women had failed to deliver their healthy babies. And the conduct by the city of Harare is violation of um, Section 76, and in particular Section 76, Subsection 3, which says that no person may be refused emergency medical treatment in any healthcare facility. When someone is in labor, this is an emergency. So when you rush to a clinic, and um, these women had gone to Mabuku, you rush to a clinic, you're supposed to get help, and the clinic is closed, and you're told we are not attending to any emergencies because we don't have protective um, protective um, equipment. So now it's, 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 it's actually a, a right that you cannot access anymore because you are turned away, it's an emergency, then at least that basic right that she was talking about can then not be realized because um, you are being turned away when you at least want that, that, that basic care. So those were the arguments that were raised um, in that case. So um, the, the other argument that was raised is if, 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 the, if the clinics around Harare were closed, it also means that in addition to these women who we had failed to get uh, maternal health services, other people were also failing to get life-saving drugs um, especially those who were maybe on antiretroviral therapy and those who were on, or maybe on, 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 on TB treatment, and even children who wanted their, 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 their vaccinations, they could not access them because the clinics were closed. And um, the court then ordered that all the clinics should be opened immediately. And I think this judgment was delivered, it was, should be on the, it was on the 2nd of October, and all clinics were opened uh, by by the 14th of October. So I think this, um, and I remember that particular time, it was a much celebrated um, judgment and a ruling, but at least um, the courts were willing to enforce and make sure that there is realization of the right to health and the right to maternal health care. Because the challenge that was there is women were, if you were, you, if you were in labor and you wanted to seek medical, m- medical attention, you couldn't go to a clinic because the clinics were closed. You couldn't walk even to the, to the main hospitals because you needed a letter from a police officer or a letter to travel with because you could not go past the, the, the checkpoints and the roadblocks that were spread all over towns. So you could not even be referred to the big hospitals to get assistance. And because it was during the COVID-19 peak period, people were also struggling to get get treatment at those big hospitals. So it was like people were competing for the same services, which would not then be be quality because the the health staff that is there, they were overwhelmed. The second case that we dealt with that I'll mention um, is the case... um, of women in uh, the, this woman was in in high fields. She wanted to go and register to get uh, prenatal care at a clinic in high fields at Rutsanana. And then she was told, um, "You can come tomorrow." That is when we register. She went back tomorrow, and then she couldn't be assisted. So she kept going, being referred to other clinics, and she could not get any assistance. She went to Hopley. She couldn't get assistance, and she was being advised. We are full, may become the following day, until this became a pattern. And um, there were instances where people were actually saying, you know what, you just need to bribe these, these nurses so that they can, then, they can then consider you so that you can register and you're able to deliver 
at 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 this at at at, at any any polyclinics around Highfields, Budiriro, and Hopley. So we then wrote a letter to 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 the cities of Harare, the health department, advising that them that we have clients who are being turned away from clinics because um, they are being advised that uh, our clinics have a limited number of people that they can take. So we wrote to them and then they said, we said these are the clinics that are supposed to provide this basic right. And this woman is, is, is not seeking for any, any, any sophisticated um, health treatment, but it's just the basic maternal health care services. But she was being turned away by the clinics that were close to the area where she stays and which is supposed to service that particular area. So we then wrote a letter. And unfortunately, um, I don't know whether they say unfortunately or fortunately, before we could file the agent application, there were other donors who then stepped in to then assist assist Latrine. But after that, we were working um, with 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 on this project with um, combined Harare residents. We never received any other similar case. We hope that um, such cases, maybe after we wrote to the city of Harare, they then communicated to their to their polyclinics that they could not continue turning away women who required um, basic uh, maternal health care. And uh, so, you know, we keep talking about, uh, you know, the right to health, the right to maternal health. Does this um, apply to um, public institutions only or its private institutions as well? This applies to, to public institutions. Private institutions are into business. Um, as Idirasha highlighted, Section 76 itself, it places an obligation on the government not um, to take the, 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 the steps and, 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 and I'll mention progressive realization to at least say this is what the government should provide. And government only uh, regulates private institutions, but mainly can control the public institutions. So this is applicable to public institutions because the moment someone goes to a private institution, then it becomes um, a more of a, of, of, of a business relationship where you, 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 you give them your money and then they provide the services. But that doesn't preclude any other person who cannot afford, which is the majority of all women in Zimbabwe, that maternal health services are expensive. So therefore it is the prerogative of the government to provide um, maternal health uh, care services for women. And what can be done to ensure the right is more accessible uh, to those in need of it? I think, um, firstly, there is need to that the government should commit because um, only um, signing and um, ratifying and doing policies is not enough. There should be action steps that can be seen, that we are moving from point A, point B, to make sure that women enjoy this right. Because if we just state and nothing is done on the ground, it, 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 it just becomes rhetoric. And the other thing is we need to upgrade our raw health centers to ensure that equipment is there so that we don't keep referring people to, to major hospitals. And I, I keep saying that, you know, um, there is this uh, pro, um, uh, widespread call for investors and um, particularly in the mining in the mining sector, were spread all over all over the, the the country. Those people can be those companies that are actually 
taking and benefiting from resources of communities. At least they should be asked that when they come into those communities to take resources, they can at least invest in maybe building a clinic, a clinic that has the basic, um, the basic equipment to provide uh, maternal health, even the, 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 the medical um, assistance that is needed for children, for women. And once our rural health centers are developed and are equipped to handle any maternal health case, then it means we have a start. And the second thing is, the third thing is, we need this should be a, a budget that is set aside for prioritizing maternal health care. It is a fact that there is, um, we have several cases of, of deaths and maternal mortality in Zimbabwe. It remains high. And it's high time something must be done. And I think lastly, uh, all emergencies and disaster plans, we saw during the COVID-19 that all the plans that were there did not consider uh, maternal health. Because you, don't, you, you then don't stop um, going through your, 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 your pregnancy because there is a disaster. You still have to give birth and you still should get those services. So those, um, any plan that is done during a time of emergency and disaster should um, consider the rights of women. And I think lastly, um, Zimbabwe should honor the commitments that were done at regional and international levels to make sure that the right to maternal health care is realized, not just preaching or talking about it, but there is implementation on the ground that we actually reduce the number of women that have to die when they are giving birth, and that can be prevented. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Tinomura Shoko, and uh, she's a litigation manager. And uh, also uh, with us is Ediraishe Chikomba, who's a programs lawyer. And uh, they are both with the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. And uh, today's Health Matters brought to you in association with the Zimbabwe Lawyers uh, for Human Rights. Hoping that you learned something. Now, ladies, before you go, I just have one last question. If one feels that they have suffered due to negligence of some sort, uh, maybe they didn't get services or maybe they're not happy with the way they were treated. What is the process? Um, there are complaints uh, mechanisms within the health sector itself where you can complain to then call to. If it's a, if it's, it's, it's a polyclinic that is um, under the, 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 the city of Harare, you can complain to the city of Harare, the health department, or if it's, 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 it's a government hospital, there are procedures within the government system itself, the health system, that you can uh, complain. And also, if um, you can also make use of our 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 hotline numbers. And if um, if I can just um, give you our hotline number, zero seven seven two. Two five seven two four seven zero seven seven two two five seven two four seven. We can assist our our lawyers are available and present to assist. And we also have offices in Tare, Blawayo, and Arari to attend and assist to those who have issues. Uh, we have right. We have uh, cases where their rights have been infringed. Thank you very much, uh, Tinomda Shoko. Thank you very much, Idiraise Ishe Chikomba. Thank you so much for coming through. And thank you very much, uh, of course, and um, to uh, the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. Health Matters brought to you in association with the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights. Hoping that you learned something. And of course, once you learn something, uh, it's really important to share their information. And uh, next time, uh, just uh, give somebody a call, send them a message and tell them to tune in as well.
well. That's all I have for you today and this week for Health Matters. There'll be more next week, same time, right here on ZFM Stereo. My name is Patience Musa. Have a very good evening. Health Matters. Your body, your choice, your life.